Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. What's up, everyone, and welcome to the weekly Q&A. This week, we're going to take a look back at 2022 for the final Q&A of the year. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, you had that. <laughs> Did you do that exact same thing last year? I, I can't like, remember. I feel like you did. You have to do a flashback. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, Hilo. Yeah, now you scared Hilo. Uh, yeah, we're going to take a look back at 2022 and another kind of short holiday-themed episode because we're still in the middle of taking a break before the Bad Batch starts back up in just a few days. To start us off, Brandon Velasquez asks, who our favorite new Star Wars characters are from the past year? I love this question. I mean, I, I always love asking other people who their favorite kind of minor Star Wars characters are. And these, some of them will be minor on my list, but not all of them. Uh, I was just going to start with B2 Emo. I think he's probably my favorite new addition to Star Wars this year. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of droids, I think, <laughs> on this list. Because obviously B2 Emo is is probably on the top of both of our lists but I'm, st I'm still just impressed that they can find new ways to make endearing droids like yes. in my head i'm like what more can you do and the, it was really just a couple little simple things like the fact that he actually speaks instead of making beeps and boops i was still like hey that that's something slightly different <laughs> that that just makes me like him i didn't expect that from him yeah and then on the other hand, there's uh, Ned B, who doesn't speak at all, but still, I feel like, was a standout character for me. He speaks with his actions. Yeah. Even though hammer. he never got to use his hammer like you wanted, <laughs> I know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you were a big Ned B fan. Speaking of hammers, I'll go over to probably my favorite Glup Shido of the year. Uh, my, my favorite minor background character from 2022, probably the Time Grappler. Uh, just... <laughs> Something about him and the simplicity, he's only in like three or four scenes, but from scene one, you're like, what is this guy's deal? Like, this is his job. He tells the time and he's obviously very passionate about it. Mm. Uh, I thought he was a really great use of uh, a, a person to inform what Ferrix is and what it's like. And of course, we did actually get to see him not use his hammer, but uh, <laughs> use his feet to... He, do his talking another character that doesn't talk yeah he uh he participated we'll just say that yeah and he, in a good way yeah um who else is on my list uh reva is a another standout character for me i always enjoy like dark side female characters and to see her kind of like come through in the end and not be the bad guy anymore was nice to see and to not die immediately and she didn't die <laughs> yeah so I, I think there's more to see and learn from her uh it's interesting that you have a lot of characters from uh the obi-wan kenobi series uh mm. because I, I feel like we haven't talked about that one as much but you still really really liked a lot of the characters in it yeah i feel like for me obi-wan and anakin 
were obviously stars of the show, but they didn't make that show great for me. I liked Riva. I liked Little Leia. Uh, Little Leia is another one that's like near the top of my list. I don't know if that still counts because it's still. I, I think. I mean, you're 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 skirting a line. It's there. A, you walk carefully. You're on thin ice. It's but... a new version of an old character. I understand putting that on the list of just we have not been able to see Leia like this, especially in live action mm-hmm. on screen. So I I think that that is appropriate to put on the list this is our channel we can do it whatever we, <laughs> we can want do what we want uh <laughs> but for me to throw in an obi-wan character i'll say haja i really liked kumail's portrayal of that character the the fake jedi his overacting i i enjoyed a lot of elements of his introduction and then to find out that he actually was a good guy at heart and to have that moment come full circle at the end where obi-wan trusts haja with leia and he makes some quip of like i know i'm just a fake jedi but and obi-wan's <laughs> like it's good enough for me mm. like i really liked that moment between them yeah for uh book of boba fett i'll i'll throw out danny trejo's rancor keeper i really liked seeing danny trejo in star wars yeah i, I think he's a a good cast and I also loved that scene. We'll talk about favorite scenes later, but okay. <laughs> uh, I, I really liked his primary scene with Boba. Yeah, Garcia Whip is yeah. is a standout one for me too. She's she was awesome. For maybe another Glup Shido, I'll go with the Tuscan Raider Warrior. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had some of the best action beats in that series. Uh, that I, I feel like the Book of Boba Fett had some action moments that just didn't really land for me but man the train sequence was great seeing the tuscan raider on that speeder bike leaping off of it as it explodes Mm -hmm. getting onto the train and then there was like that comedic beat of her taking out the pike popping her head up and then just you see her going through the train wrecking everyone yeah Uh, that was a great moment okay so there's another character that this is going to be cheating but hearing the new version of 8D8 speak. Oh, okay. Yeah, Matt Berry's voice. Yes. Uh, yeah. That was that was another standout character for me. Um, I'll try to throw out some... What? Yaddle's not new, but this is the first time we've really been able to see her on screen yeah. in a major, major way. Uh, and hear not, her speak. Not, not just as a glup shadow, but yeah. as a central character. Yeah. I really, really loved her episode in Tales of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Um, this one's a late edition. Also, it's kind of cheating. It's not new to 2022, but I want to get some publishing stuff in there. Seeing Porter Ingle, uh, the Jedi that was introduced in phase one of the High Republic, but now we're getting to see him when he was a much younger man. Mm-hmm. And the the comic issue literally came out this week, but it was great. Uh, I love seeing him young right now uh he's known for being a great cook in phase one but at this point he's a terrible cook but he's like dedicated to learning the craft which is kind of his thing he was also terrible at lightsaber fighting when he first started and now he's the best of the best so i'm really into his characterization now that we get to see him as a young person yeah Uh, i'm trying to think more about books and stuff i feel like my favorite books of the year were like shadow of the sith and Princess and the Scoundrel, but those are all, like, characters that we already knew about. Um, are there any character names that stand out to you from those two? 
Uh, yes. I had to double check the character name, but Rug from Brotherhood, the Cato Nemoidian Special Forces character uh, that kind of partners up with Obi Wan while they investigate that business on Cato Nemoidia, she was great. Mm -hmm. uh, a really, really different take on Nemoidians as we have seen them presented. Uh, where they're kind of shown to be a caricature in the live-action films, but Mike Chin really dug deep into everything about that business on Cato Nemoidia, and Rug is a big part of that. That I, I think it was more than just like a, oh, it could be a very surface-level story of what happened and filling in a gap from Revenge of the Sith, but no, like, Rug made it very, very personal. And trying to think of... I, I really liked... Kevmo and a lot of the characters in Path of Deceit, the the villains, the Path of the Open Hand are like love to hate them kind of characters. But yeah, they're interesting to watch at least. They are very interesting. the The mother character is a big one. Yeah, good mystery surrounding her, and I also like uh, Vildar Mac from the High Republic comic, who who is just kind of an idiot. <laughs> Like a very headstrong, he, he just rushes into things without thinking and thinks he knows best and keeps making things worse, but he's still fun to watch. Mm -hmm. I'm like, dude, just, just stop and listen to everyone around you for a second. But it's nice to see a Jedi like that, yeah. that they're not all perfect all the time. Sometimes they're dumb. <laughs> Framed Citizen wants to know what our favorite Star Wars moments were from 2022. Since I kind of brought it up already, I really loved uh, Boba Fett and the Rancor Keeper and the Rancor in the Book of Boba Fett. I feel like that, that third episode got a lot of flack because of the uh, speeder chase, the mm -hmm. scooter chase, which I agree was not the most exciting thing. But everyone was so focused on disliking that that I was like, but the Rancor scene was so good. Yeah. I loved the Rancor scene and how it set up basically Boba Fett and the Rancor as like, each other that the rancor is a metaphor for boba fett mm -hmm. yeah thinking about book of boba fett i think just the whole gaffy stick pro making process yes. for him was another awesome moment from that show specifically just they, they did so much with the character of boba fett in that show that i wasn't expecting that made me care so much more about him that moment is so earnest and i love seeing familiar star wars stuff but explored in a different way like you know all of these different cultures and people have a different relationship to the force and i viewed that tuscan ritual as like oh this is kind of part of their belief system this is their spirituality and the fact that crafting your gaffy stick has so many parallels with making your lightsaber where you go on like this vision journey and Boba Fett had to overcome parts of his past and his darkness so that he could find the right stick. And mm -hmm. then like he was guided through its creation, like with Professor Hu Yang. I'm like, this is, it's the same, but it's different and so cool. Yeah. Obviously, Obi-Wan and Anakin dueling again. Uh, gotta just, bring that up. Just that whole thing with bringing the two of them back to be in a show and then that they had that showdown at the end that was the perfect. showdown at the end and also the the flashback sequence mm -hmm. it's it was just great to see hayden christensen like back and kind of on the meta level seeing all of the celebration 
at Star Wars Celebration yeah. surrounding their return uh, was really, really special. I was going to bring up Star Wars Celebration just as a whole. That entire weekend as a moment was was definitely up there for me. I think if I had to say one specific moment from Celebration, it was Gungi's reveal. <laughs> Gungi, uh, <laughs> the fact that he was back. We got to see so much cool stuff, but I just was not prepared for that. Mm-hmm. I was not prepared to be told that, guess what? Gunji's still alive. <laughs> yeah. The way I screamed <laughs> in in that auditorium. Uh, our meetup was a lot of fun, and as well as our, our podcast that we got to do. That yeah. had a full house for that, so that was awesome. Um, seeing real-life Baby Yoda pop up on stage... I about passed out. Even from like 800 feet away. Yeah. You were just like, you were in the I room was like, with him. like, he's, there he is. There he is, he's real. He's there. He's there. <laughs> I'll, I'll text you the picture of you crying again if you want to use it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tales of the Jedi, I think all of the Dooku stuff, if I can count that as one moment, but I, I thought that all of the Dooku episodes were great. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the yaddle moment specifically if we're talking yes. about just moments yaddle like raising the door back up just yeah just getting to find out what happened to her and how that all went down mm-hmm. was nice but that like refusal to let the light be shut out even though it was temporary mm-hmm. that was such a powerful moment yeah um for me playing through fallen order finally was a lot of fun. Like I, I had kind of seen you play it, and I knew what the story is, was for the most part. But for me to play through it and figure out how much I enjoyed it was nice. Watching you kill yourself as fast as humanly possible in that game, right, I right away. I didn't even know that that was possible. <laughs> <laughs> Just immediate death. I'll find a way. <laughs> uh, I guess to get into Andor, I feel like I could talk about it a lot, but for specific moments one way one way out one way never more than 12 uh b2 emo getting tipped over and the entire explosion yeah the the whole funeral march marva's speech yeah Ugh. it's hard to single out moments especially as that series went on Mm. i feel like the first three episodes we were lucky enough we saw it at the premiere and we got to... Oh, going to the premiere. Oh, yeah, that's true. I mean, that's a... <laughs> that was insane. Going to the Andor premiere, that was the first for us. So that was a lot of fun. Uh, and, and getting to experience those episodes with a room full of Star Wars fans who were... They were a good audience. Sometimes I'm wary about that. Mm. But, like, they, they cheered at the right moments. And then they got quiet again. Cause... <laughs> well, I mean, all the actors were in there, too. Yeah, plus Kathleen Kennedy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was all cool. Yeah, being in the room. We were like 20 feet away from Diego Luna and Tony Gilroy just talking about this series yeah. and their passion for it. That was incredible. But I feel like I could, I mean, just go watch my everything I loved about Andor video that's nearly an hour long. There's so <laughs> many moments in that series that really hit hard. But I feel like never more than 12, one way out, I can't swim. <laughs> and then the funeral march to the end of episode 12 mm-hmm. all count yeah <laughs> it, it all counts as one <laughs> jack mountford asks what our top three star wars stories were from 2022 so i kind of did this in yesterday's video if you missed it specifically my favorites of 2022 but 
I, I thought I'd open it up to Molly, and I can still obviously do my top three, but... I mean... Okay, tell me what your top three was. Uh... I, I didn't really put them in an order in the video, so okay. I, I guess I'll have to do that now. I think it would have to be Andor. Mine's probably not going to be in a specific order, but... I don't know that <laughs> mine will be either. I'm, I'm going to go with Andor, Trail of Shadows. That, that one was like half in 2021, half in 2022, but the final beats of that story, I think the final two or three issues happened in 2022 so i'm gonna count it and that's one of my favorite star wars comics ever mm-hmm. um for the third that one's tough i might have to think <laughs> uh so i i have to put andor in my list too like the the whole season counts as a story right and so like just having andor as a part of Star Wars is probably my number one. It's my number one for sure. Um, I mentioned it already, but Shadow of the Sith was a book that I loved so much more than I expected to. It was so fun getting to read characters like Luke and Lando from that time period. So that's that's definitely one too. Um, I do think that's my favorite book of the year. Yeah. Uh, does Rise of the Resistance count? as a story the did ride that, did that come out i think that came out last year well i, I we didn't experience that's it true. until this year that's true so that part of galaxy's edge <laughs> for me counts and we only got to do it the one time yeah but it was cool um yeah i think i i kind of want to just lump like all of the high republic together because i'm still super into that um but i'm trying to spread things out if i have to go back to the series i think i might go with the dooku tales of the jedi stuff chazertron 5000 wants to know what three words do we think sum up the heart of star wars in 2022 one way out (laughs) (laughs) never more than 12 that's too many words (laughs) that's too many Hmm. three words um I'm, I wonder if it's maybe something like overcoming your past. There were there were a lot of stories about, like, we had Book of Boba Fett with a lot of flashbacks. We had Obi-Wan Kenobi mm-hmm. with uh, some flashbacks, but definitely about Obi-Wan getting past his failures yeah. and embracing the future. Um, Andor had a little bit of that. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to stick with that. I, that popped into my head and I like it. Use less volume. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of negative, but I, after seeing Andor, it just made me wish that the volume didn't, wasn't used quite as much in a show like Obi-Wan, but I understand. Yeah. We've harped on that plenty. Why they did it. That so. They were kind of backed into a corner. Yeah. Something and I I'm bad at like summing stuff up in very few words, but like something about old stuff coming back, like the return of Obi Wan and, and Anakin. Past haunts you. <laughs> yeah, sure. And for one question, looking ahead to 2023, MC Lego Boy asks why some clones in the Empire were allowed to keep their personalized armor. Yeah. So with the Bad Batch starting in just a few more days. Uh, we have seen 
Some clones within the Empire, like uh, Hauser, still had teal stripes on his armor. Cody, in the trailer we've seen, has his markings, but they're gray now. Uh, why is it that some clones in the Empire are keeping their customization while it seems like most of them have just become regs and they're just in their standard white armor? Well, the real answer is so that the audience knows who they are specifically, but maybe it's like a reward for doing something especially awesome that the Empire wanted them to do. So like Cody took out Obi-Wan, or as far as they know, he did Yeah, kind of start that whole thing. And Hauser's just attractive. So. <laughs> he just charmed them into letting him... Yeah, keep his. I love that they gotta they gotta make sure they know where he is specifically to keep him safe. I love that the fandom has agreed that Hauser is the hot clone, and it's like they're they they're all, identical. They all look the same. <laughs> they all look the same. That's their whole thing. But Hauser's a hottie. <laughs> you know the other clones know it too, and they're yeah, like, oh, they know. They're like, man, it's the hair. What are we doing wrong? Yeah, it's yeah, the hair. <laughs> he's got great hair. Uh, I think that yeah, first and foremost, it's for the audience. It's so. Fans can go, oh, it's Cody, but his colors have changed. I, I think that they are also trying to show a little bit of individuality. Like, I, I don't know, with, with Hauser specifically, he does not seem like a reg, it, at least like a, a post-Revenge of the Sith reg. Mm -hmm. He does throw down his weapons. He questions orders and convinces some other clones to do that, too. In the trailer, Cody mentions that more and more clones are questioning the order. So I think that his color markings being gray show that maybe there's still a little bit of the old Cody in him, but not quite who he used to be. Yeah. Like he's somewhere in between. It could also be the, the idea of like specific people within the Empire want to keep an eye on specific clones <laughs> we to gotta see... make sure we know <laughs> well to, to see you know because of what hauser ended up doing throwing his weapons down and you know cody may or may not do something similar uh yeah they might just want to keep an extra eye on them i think that's a good point of like because the, the empire definitely won't look at them the way that most of the jedi did where it's like you are each unique and we call you by your names they're going to call them by their serial numbers yeah. But they're not going to be able to be like that's the that's the one we wanted to keep an eye on, right? So maybe yeah, they're <laughs> it's, like it's we like, got to keep an eye on that Hauser guy. Just just let him keep the blue. It's like having twin newborn twins. You got to put them in different colors or put write their names on their heads or something <laughs> like, <laughs> to know which one's which. That's all the time we have for questions today. If you want to leave a question for next week's video, just put it in the comments below or sign up for Patreon to join our weekly Q&A discussion. If you haven't already, please like this video, subscribe to the channel, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. And as always, thanks for watching, and may the Force be with you. Happy New Year! Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. When facing a family law matter, it can feel like an overwhelming and never-ending court process. It's vital to know that things will look better on the other side if you hire legal counsel with the skill and compassion to help. 
It's Stangy Law Firm. We represent clients in difficult family law matters every day. Visit FamilyLawRepresentation.com to schedule your consultation. That's FamilyLawRepresentation.com. Stangy Law Firm, here to help you rebuild your life. Stangy Law Firm has an office in Wichita. Kirk Stangy, 120 South Central Avenue, Suite 450 Clayton, Missouri.